If you're like many other people who are considering creating a food forest on their properties and you've been following along our series, you're going to want to listen today as we talk about even more layers of the food forest. back to the Prepping Positively podcast. I'm Annie and today we're going to talk about a few more layers of the food forest. Now in case you're tuning in for the first time, you may want to go back to episode 11 where we started talking about the food forest. Then you can come on back here to be caught up. Okay, so last week we talked about the soil and trees you could use in the canopy layer of your food forest. Today we're going to start on the next layer, which is the understory. Now let me mention here, if you're creating a smaller scaled food forest and cannot plant very tall trees, you may have already considered some of these trees that I'm going to talk about today. That's okay. So the understory is actually the layer that normally would be made up of the smaller fruit and nut trees. These are usually considered dwarf or semi-dwarf trees. Think of these trees as the fruit and nut trees that you can pretty much harvest easily without ever needing super tall ladders or a whole bunch of people to help you harvest. Examples would be peach, apricot, and mulberry trees. These trees produce food and do not grow as tall or as bulky as the canopy layer. Another great example for this layer, if you live in the south, would be dwarf lemon trees. In my food forest, I have said we use the tall oak trees as our canopy layer. We're fortunate enough to get acorns from them to make acorn flower. However, we do not climb those trees to get those acorns. We let them fall and then pick through them to get the best ones. If we simply use shade trees as the canopy layer, then the understory is where we would get our first layer of food. If you, as I said earlier, use these understory trees as your first layer or canopy layer, then these will be your first and tallest sources of food. The requirements for these trees are similar to the canopy layer. Make sure they get enough sun, have enough room to spread out, and have good soil under their roots. And just as with the canopy layer, follow the nursery tag directions to plant these. As far as where to place them, the tag should tell you that as well. In my food forest, my fruit and nut trees are spread throughout in areas that receive the right amount of sun. Some trees are standalone in a sunny spot, and some, because of our high heat, are planted in dappled sun from my canopy layer. Now, once you've chosen your understory trees, it's time to move to the shrubs layer. This layer is so much fun because there are so many options here. The shrubs layer is filled with fruiting bushes such as currants and berries. We have beautyberry bushes that grow natively here and they're in abundance. So we kind of have a bonus there. But we've added blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, and goji berries also. Any bushes that your nursery offers for your climate and zone that produce food will work in this area. Now, let me give you a word of caution here. Blackberries and raspberries, for example, will spread out and could take over in the right conditions. Make sure you read the tags when planting. Don't just think about the day you are planting them. Think into the future. Room for them. There is nothing worse than trying to harvest a fruit tree and fighting through thorny branches from your blackberry bush. Leave these guys room or stay up on trimming them. Now, once you choose your shrubs, you can move on to the herbs layer. This is the layer where you'll probably spend most of the time at. This layer includes all non-woody vegetation. This layer is where you'll find all the vegetables, flowers, culinary herbs, cover crops, mulch producers, and other soil building plants. Asparagus, calendula, and dill are all examples in this layer. 
This is also the layer that I am the most creative in. I randomly plant herbs and flowers in many spots to either fill up an area I think looks bare or that I think maybe may need some color. This layer in the natural food forest is filled with perennials. However, in mine and in your food forest, you can most definitely plant annuals as well. As long as you know, that means you have to keep up with it and it might be some more work. This layer is also the main layer if you're creating a much smaller scaled food forest, such as on a deck or a patio. You can plant these plants in pots and change them as the season changes. A common flower in my food forest that you see a lot of is marigolds. First, because they are my favorite garden flower, and second, because they're a great pest deterrent. Also, I can't lie, I love the smell when there's a lot of them growing together. Have fun with this layer. Experiment and try new areas. I've learned that seed packets, for example, will say full sun. However, here in our high heat, partial shade actually produces better at times. So experiment placement and light levels and see how your plants do. Okay, so we've covered a few more layers this week. Next week, we'll cover the last three layers. If you're worried about the amount of information I've given and feel confused or overwhelmed, don't worry. I have a great post on the website all about creating a food forest. I also have a post on choosing plants for your food forest. If you go to the website at roadtoreliance.com and type in how to start a food forest step-by-step, you can read all about it. You can also just search for the term food forest. But stick around because once we cover the last three layers, that's when all the fun starts. So that's it for this week. Make sure you hit the follow button so you don't miss a new episode. Now get out there and get some plants in your food forest. (laughs) 